Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Today is the first Monday in May. You are listening to this on the first Tuesday in May. The Uh Met Gala has already happened. We have not seen it yet, so we can't talk about it. But we'll talk about it on Friday after we see all the fashions and the ways that celebrities have interpreted the theme in America, an anthology of fashion. This it annoy. This bums me out. Our the the timing of our show in terms of uh, the Met Gala always bums me out every year. It's perfectly not timed correctly to cover it in a way that is effective. But we have the days to you know take in the. Uh, there's never any drama either. There's drama. There's good drama from the Met Gala. This year is like actually interesting. Maybe because I feel like. Uh, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are doing their like we're a new couple tour. Mm-hmm. There's no Zendaya, but I have a sense that like some of the other people might show up. I think Gaga might do it. Is Gaga in town? I mean, Gaga can fly. I think Sarah Jessica Parker might can. actually show up. Right. Uh, what's her face? Vanessa Hudgens is hosting the the live stream, the Vogue live stream. She took over for like, no, she took over for Kiki and Alana Glazer. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's Vanessa and someone else. I mean, you already saw these things happen. I don't know why I'm like telling you. That's what's annoying about this. I'm sure it was very good. I'm sure it was fun. There's always drama. Last year there was like, oh, they didn't invite all the Kardashians or something. So this year there's a Daily Mail article that's like, all the Kardashians have been invited. And it's like, I don't even understand what happened last year. Well, didn't Kylie not come because she was pregnant or something? Well, also there was like all this vaccine stuff. So it was like, who's going to come? It was also not even in May. Remember, it was like delayed or early or whatever. I forget. Whatever, this already happened. You already know what happened. Future Lindsay here. It wasn't that interesting. We'll still talk about it on Friday, though. Give us a call. Back to the show. Actual breaking news in the celebrity space. Okay, a ceasing publication. This is very sad. Oh, no. Are there other American media properties that I can get at the Hudson News at the airport? Yes, but okay was one of the good ones. They really took it to the next level. And for us, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was some really good fantasies in here. I was looking at the um, the current issue the cover star is The Rock. The headline is The Rock's Amazing Journey, Tears, Setbacks, and Sacrifices. Other people on the cover are Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, Harry and Meghan. And then, finally, Nick and Vanessa Lachey, Wild Marriage Confessions. I'm bummed because I feel like we're going to lose all of these. And then we're just going to be left with People Magazine. Because they're the only ones that are not part of this like slew of tabloids owned by American media. The ones owned by American media that we talk about the most are Closer, In Touch, Life & Style, OK, Star, and Us Weekly. And now we've lost OK. The day we lose Us Weekly, we might have to lose this podcast because then I don't know what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> well, well, we'll be all that's left. Yeah, but without them, there's no us. How, well, then we're going to have to make even... some hires. We're going to have to make some hires. We're going to have to be the media property that saves celebrity journalism. I know. We don't have we, we're, all of our sources. We need our sources. We can all agree that part of the excitement of award season, of course, are the great parties and the star power. And OK Magazine rolled out the red carpet to celebrate, and we sent Cherry Healy, Cottonelle spokesperson and documentary filmmaker, to check it all out. I'm now going to take you backstage to the heart of this fabulous Hollywood party. 
to the bathroom lounge where all the magic happens, where the famous bottoms come to get clean and fresh. And after the fabulous celebrities have finished with the excitement of the red carpet, they come in here to freshen up. And this is their secret. They use these Cottonelle toilet paper and Cottonelle flushable wipes. The dream team. Boom. Let's just move on. Sean Mendez accidentally ghosted Jesse Tyler Ferguson after the actor, quote, saved him at an Oscars party. Was this like a funny joke on a couch or whatever? It sure was. It was told while he was co-hosting the Jimmy Fallon show with Jimmy Fallon and Jesse Tyler Ferguson was the guest. There are two people behind the desk this week and it's Sean Mendez and Jimmy Fallon. Wait, why is Sean Mendez co-hosting? I don't really understand it, but there is a deadline story that says the Tonight Show Sean Mendez to co-host late night series with Jimmy Fallon next week. Are there answers? Of all people. Are there answers? I don't know. Vanessa Hudgens is available. I just don't understand why you're not you're choosing Sean Mendez. When did Sean Mendez decide this is something he wants to do? Uh, I mean, I guess Jimmy Fallon is having some co-hosts with him. Other people have been RDP, Kevin Hart, and Dave Grohl. Following in their footsteps is Sean Mendez talking to Jesse Tyler Ferguson. He was just the, he, it was just Sean Mendez happened to be there. Well, I kind of didn't know when I had the tab open and it was Sean Mendez and Jimmy Fallon, and I was a little hesitant about clicking and actually learning things. So Sean Mendez, who is like kind of famously known for being awkward, is hosting this talk show where he has to talk to Jesse Tyler Ferguson about whatever. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that they met four or five years ago. And have you guys have you guys met before yeah. this yeah. show? Um, we met, I don't, like four or five years ago. Yes. It was, I think, at an Oscar party. That's how casual Sounds we are right. about it. Yeah. I don't know if it was maybe an Oscar party. I don't know. Um, That's really how please. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh and my gosh. It might have been an Oscar party. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know. Where's my uh, champagne? <laughs> we, Justin and I walked in, and Sean was standing right there. But you were by yourself. I, I was correctly. totally by myself. And you were kind of had this like look on your face, like, oh my god, I don't know anywhere. And he went, and so we're like, we'll talk to you. And you guys were my saviors. I think you're missing out that part. I was terrified, and you came in, and we're like. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's true. And we um yeah. we ended up talking about um we just and I were about to start a transcendental meditation class. Yeah. And I don't know if you'd already started that or if you were something you were interested in. I think in. I was interested, yeah. Right. And so you're like, hey, well, can we exchange numbers? And so like I got I got your number. And then of course oh, I, I never I never called because I was like, I'm not gonna call Sean. Like one time your your music was playing on the car, I was like, oh, I'm gonna tell him I'm listening to his music. I'm like, that's lame. No, that's it's a not. conversation <laughs> cul-de-sac. Like where he's like, okay, cool. He's like, well, wow. you're, you're the guy, yeah, yeah. you're the one person listening <laughs> yeah. to Sean Ned. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Oh my God! Get in line, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I like, wouldn't mind that. Though. I would love that. Anyway, I I wasn't Mariah Carey that way, but you know. Um, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. So, anyways, uh, when I found out you were doing this, I was like, you know what? I'm going to text Sean. So I, I texted, and I I don't know if the number's right. You texted me. Yeah, I texted you. I, remember. I just want to make sure I have this. Is this is this your number? Don't look. This isn't for you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't have. You texted me. I didn't get your text. Is that it? You did text. Did me. you block me? <laughs> oh my God. Did you block Jesse Tyler Ferguson? You know, there's like always updates on the iPhone. Like you never know. Like that is so. That's so awkward. Leave it to Jesse Tyler Ferguson to have a, to have an awkward conversation with Shawn Mendes twice, and one of them is on film. But it is awkward because I guess like this this does have a little bit to do with Who Weekly World because Jesse Tyler Ferguson thought that Shawn Mendes was like too famous to like follow up text after that party in a way, mm-hmm. even though he like invited him to come with him to a meditation class. I guess to be fair, if you were just seeing someone at a party, you might just be being nice. Like, mm-hmm. oh, sure, I'll go with you. Yeah, like call me, text me. Definitely. Like, I love meditation. Yes. But also the dynamic was clear when Jesse and Justin met Shawn that Shawn was awkward and uncomfortable. So Jesse should have known that Maybe Sean did what Jesse to text him, but didn't feel like in- initiating himself. 
Jesse should have understood that Sean was the type of person that needed to be texted, not the texter. And little did Jesse know that he would soon come into contact with Sean again when he was co-hosting the Jimmy Kimmel show. I would be like, move me to another date because I can't deal with this. I'm not going to deal with this confrontation. Yeah. I just feel like this makes me think that Camilla Cabello was the one who initiated the relationship, who was like the texter. She's the she's the top. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. And Sean is the well, Sean's, maybe he'll text back. Sean will maybe text back. Maybe Sean is practicing because he wants to take over for James Corden, who's leaving the Late Late Show in 2023. I thought he was going to like die on that show. <laughs> I thought you like died on those shows, you know, unless you're like Conan, you know. Did you see his statement? It seems so. It seems like bullshit to me. He goes, I'm thrilled to be extending for a year. I always thought I'd do it for five years and then leave. And then I stayed on. Where he's like, I never wanted this to be my end goal. I don't believe that. I think anyone who takes a show like that wants it to be their end goal, right? Like their final move. I mean, I think that's what when you get hired for those shows, that's what they want. They And you're successful. They want you to be there until, you know, the end of time. Yeah, it's like a Supreme Court placement, you know? You're there until you're dead. This is a big threat for us as a culture because it's like, what is James Corden going to do? You know, like what other. <laughs> oh, no. What, what else could he what else could he do to us? I mean, he already does so much while being the host. Like, it's not like he had to stop doing all the activities. He still found time to, like, torture us and cats, you know. He still found time to get a Golden Globe nomination for The Prom. Right. So, like, wh- I mean, I don't understand. Like, what what does he need more time to do to torture us? What other projects? He's explained how he will torture us in the future quote i'd like to try and write there's some stories i'd like to tell i'd like to see if i'm capable of it the fact is it's terrifying is the reason to do it well i hope there are some other white men named james or jimmy or out there so they can make sure to replace him because otherwise i think they're going to be fucked god i always think about how certain i was that amy sedaris was going to get the david letterman spot and I was like, oh, of course it's going to be this woman. It's going to be a woman. And then it's so like, no, it's, it's just no Stephen. <laughs> They're getting Stephen. A Stephen James or a Jimmy. I mean, I just feel like we're really, I mean, they're going to be like, John Oliver, please. You know, they're, I mean, they just don't know what to do anymore with these spots. They Hiring Sean Mendez to take James Corden's place on the Late Late Show would be like that, that butterfly meme where it goes, is this progress? <laughs> I'm just not sure. If Sean got it, I feel like that would be some sort of achievement right maybe no (laughs) remember his weird his weird no instagram was it recently where he was like i just have to come out and say you know i'm an awkward weird person and i'm not sure what i want no we never talked about it sean occupies a very strange place in culture it's like is he a who is he a them i think he's a them but he's kind of unknowable plus he dated camilla cabello which makes him a who he occupies a strange space in culture as well, like in greater culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were like, what is this for? And then it got to the end and it was like, it was like one of your stories. You were list- you were reading it. You were like, I think I know what's coming in this story. And then this, it just ends. You're talking you're about like, me? That like was my story? <laughs> yeah. Me personally? Yeah, kind of. yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, you. But at least at the end of your stories, you could come out as gay. I don't know, like just <laughs> as an effect. And it would be true. John, it's like, okay. Wait, he, I mean, his 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 note was like, I'm trying to be truthful. Right. And then it was like, bye. <laughs> Sean Mendes shares candid letter about telling the truth. OK, right. He admits he's having a hard time telling the truth about himself. He said, I'm afraid that if people know and see my truth, they might think less of me. They might become bored of me. So in these moments of feeling how a feeling low, I either put on a show or hide. The truth is I really do want to show up in the world as my 100% true, honest, unique self and not care what anyone thinks. Sometimes I do, 
Sometimes I really don't care what people think and I feel free. Most of the time oh is a struggle, God. though. So he came out as someone say, who is not quite sure how to tell their truth. Okay. We never right. talked about this. Well, right. He came out as somebody who's not quite sure how to tell their truth. Mm-hmm. Which is, I you know, mean, something to be. I don't know. Ben is back. I don't know. I don't know where Ben has we... been. and I don't know where he's going. And I don't know when the flight leaves. Okay. Or when it lands. He asked me to pick him up from the airport and I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. And I can't tell you. And he said, no, I'm actually at LaGuardia. You came to JFK. I'm at LaGuardia. Oh, and then my. You said, I said, Ben, you're going to have to take the AirTran to, I don't know, to Jamaica and I'll and take the A or whatever. And then you said, I'm here. I'm at Arrivals. And he goes, no, I'm waiting on the departure side. You're going to have to come up the gate. It's just, a, it's very hard to pick up Shawn Mendes at the airport. We, I just guess keep missing, we just keep missing each other. Right. And he's just like, I'm just trying to tell my truth. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get you a car. You know? <laughs> Lindsay screamed. I'm not picking you up anymore. I just called you an Uber. <laughs> no. I'll pay. I'll pay. I'll pay. No, you All know right. what? Camille Cabello probably showed up. She's like, I'll take care of it. I know how to do <laughs> this. I know how to pick up Sean Mendes at the airport. <laughs> no, she definitely just sent another car. <laughs> We're all sending cars for him. He can't find the cars. Okay. I'm not even sure where this metaphor is going anymore. Oh. It started somewhere. It started somewhere real and it's ending somewhere untruthful. We have, we a, have great a great show tonight. tonight. As, As I said earlier, earlier Jesse, Jesse Tyler, Tyler Ferguson is here. Sean Mendes is here. I love, I love that, that guy. guy. <laughs> His new, his new single, single when you're gone. Oh, yeah, you got to do this. His new his single, single right when you're gone. It's out right now. When you're gone is out right now. <laughs> He'll be performing it here later, later in the show. show. We're, We're going to talk, talk, maybe compete in a game, game of skill involving eggs. eggs. It's going to be, be fun. fun. I'm glad, I'm glad you're here. here. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. We would we can talk about twenty five things. things to know about Ali and AJ. Well, it's not a twenty five things. It's a day in a it's a day in their lives. Ali and AJ did a day in our lives in Us Weekly, and it's one of the most boring days I can remember in Us Weekly. There's not much so to we're it. We're going to cover it because it's boring. Is there any spawn in there? Is there anything to even grasp onto? Is it just no. boring? There was no spawn. It was just, you know, good press about them. They they say they go to Top Golf, but in a way that I think was just genuine and not paid for. They talk about how much they like to read. Uh, they mention a bookstore, City Lights in San Francisco, but I don't think it's spawn. I think it's all just very earnest endorsements of services and I love earnestly supporting a business. Ali and AJ give off that vibe. We just want to earnestly support businesses. They read a book at 9 a.m. <laughs> oh, they went to a bookstore at 9 a.m. Okay, yeah. I got it. I, reading a book, reading is a big part of bus life. Okay, so they stopped at a bookstore to get some books so they could like read them on the bus. Mm-hmm. Then at 12 p.m. they went to Top Golf to celebrate AJ's birthday. That's nice. Well, now That's that nice. I'm, That's nice. Now that I'm reading this 9 a.m. thing, it doesn't really say whether they're reading or just going to bookstores. It just says, 9 a.m., Page Turners. Allie and AJ are back with a new tour. Reading is a big part of bus life. We couldn't help but, but, but stop at our favorite bookstore in San Francisco called City Lights. But it's like, so what were you doing at 9 a.m.? Reading or actually stopping at so the bookstore? Boring. They're literally on tour. Like, they're just doing things. They're, they don't even really can, – they can't even really do things that are interesting. They have to, like, be at the show, you know? I bet City Lights doesn't even open until 10 or 11. Allie and AJ, City Lights doesn't open until noon. Open daily from noon to 8. You weren't at City oh Lights at 9 a.m. Don't call them out. Don't call them out. They walked by it. Maybe they bought the books online. Maybe they're reading them on their Kindles. Oh, my God. You did not just sleuth out. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the gray man finally? We have no, some details. Absolutely not. No? No. I... What's just two pictures of Ana de Armas and Chris Evans? We don't even, we're not even going to play the Ana song. Ana de Armas and Reggae Jean Page are in the new Russo Brothers movie that finally has production stills. We've been talking about this movie for two years, and now have we? we finally have like proof that it does in fact exist. 
the only reason we've been talking about this movie for two years is because it's one of the movies that Anna was working out when the Anna de Armas segment was as big as mm-hmm. it was on the podcast. So I understand that. But in general, I mean, it's kind of a themy movie from aside from these two. I guess it's Reggae Jean Page's follow up. So mm-hmm. that's this is like, you know, proof is in the pudding of whether he'll be something. And Anna de Armas in her many, many stunted movies, including the NC-17 rated Blonde, which is apparently like coming to a porno theater near you. or so, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I have no idea. But it's not that interesting because there's not even a trailer. There's just two. There's two. Um, two stills. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather talk about the way of water. Is that the is Avatar two? Avatar sequel. I mean, Avatar I know two is Huey. I know unfortunately, it's, it's Huey, right? For the most like expensive movie of all time, it's it's Huey, right? Until the box office proves us wrong, it's Huey. You know what made me feel disgusting in those early promo photos that were released a couple days ago, where it was like. The first ever stills from Avatar 2, The Way of Water, Here We Go Again. Avatar 2, Here We Go Again. I could tell which one was Sam Worthington, (laughs) which of the avatars. And I was like, this is sick. This is sick that I recognize blue Sam Worthington. Well, listen, I was watching the first episode of Under the Banner of Heaven last night on Hulu starring Andrew Garfield. And I was like, who's the hot brother? So he has like a lot of, there's like all these brothers, right? One's Rory Culkin, one's somebody else, one's some other guy. And I was like, this one brother, he's a hunk. Who is he? Like, why don't I know who this brother is? Like, he's extraordinarily attractive. It was fucking Sam Worthington. (laughs) And that's the thing about Sam Worthington is that like, he he's really hot, but he like fell off the face of the planet, therefore making him like semi unrecognizable to me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as soon as I saw his name in the credits, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> that was Sam Worthington. Seriously, seriously. What I'm saying is I think Avatar 2 is a who in like throughout its entire process. People don't even know that it exists or is going to exist. Like they're still We've kind been of burned for in the so process long. of reminding people that Avatar 1 was a big picture because it does feel like another time, another mm-hmm. place. And reminding us that we did want a second one at some point, And we're like, we did. And it's like, of course you did. It was a big movie. And we were like, well, OK, fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then but as soon as it hits and it becomes big and it's like good or something and people go see it i don't know if it'll be good but it'll be good enough it will be big then i think it'll it'll transition from them from who to them like in a snap you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. kate winslet's in it never forget she's in the water she's the who? way of water kate oh, winslet. Yeah. remember she was like i can hold my breath for seven minutes and everyone was like sure i believe you kate winslet there's no way in hell she can hold her breath for seven minutes i don't believe it she broke the record that's what it said babe. she broke the record uh-huh yeah i believe she's capable of a lot of things i just like don't know that i believe that and that was like three years ago Kate Winslet in the water. I can't believe you don't believe Kate Winslet in the water. <laughs> She's literally drowning herself for your entertainment. And you're like, I don't believe you. Do we want to talk about this? This made me laugh. This is brief. Speaking of Netflix, we mentioned the Gray Man. And then we very quickly dropped the Gray Man conversation because we wanted to talk about Avatar 2. Here we go again. But Netflix has been in a state of chaos lately. And one of the effects of that uh, is that the first like highly publicized Archwell joint, which is Harry and Meghan's company at Netflix oh, or whatever. Oh, this is what you want to talk about? Well, Deadline keeps pushing the story that Netflix has dropped the animated show they were going to make with Meghan and Harry called Pearl, which was like loosely based on her childhood. Um, it was like a family series that centers on the adventures of a 12-year-old girl who finds inspiration in a variety of influential women throughout history. And like Deadline keeps saying, it was canceled, it was canceled, in a way that makes me think, wow, people really do not like Meghan and Harry. 
You no, know? well, I think that this plays into us because this plays into like her whole thing about like being defamed by tabloids. Mm. I, you know, I this type of press on something so stupid like this kind of proves that there is this negative patine. There is this negative sheen, this negative layer that is being put on her that I feel like in this one, I'm like defending her. Me too. I'm like, who cares? Like. Netflix is like crumble, like falling apart. Like they're firing people left and right. Like they shouldn't make a Meghan Markle expensive Meghan Markle cartoon. You know that should not be a priority. It felt rude to me. And also with the um, iconic uh, what book? That book that's coming out about the royals that says that Harry's never read a book in his life. Did you see that? What's her face? Yeah, t- uh, is it not Tina Brown? Is it Tina Brown? It came out like last week. The Palace Papers just came out. Haven't read it. The line, the line that I kept seeing quoted from the Palace Papers is that. Uh, it was an aide. This is I'm quoting Tina Brown in the Palace Papers. An aide described their confrontational stance to me as quote a mutual addiction to drama. <laughs> okay, I cannot find this. I cannot find this, but I would bet my life on having read this that in the book it implies that Harry has never picked up a book in his entire life and that Megan has an addiction to drama. Future Lindsay here. Um, that quote that I was searching for actually came from a podcast, the podcast Sway, hosted by Kara Swisher. And Kara had Tina Brown on the podcast, and here is the exact moment where she says what I was remembering. Harry was all right while he was in the army. He was actually an accomplished soldier, and he did very, very well in the army. He really found his vocation. But it's hard to stay in the army if you're not remotely book smart. I mean, you know, Harry's virtually never cracked a book in his life. And to stay in the army today, you have to be far more intellectually digital. Yeah, you'd be a lot more proficient. So after 10 years, he comes out of the army and he goes, right, like, what am I going to be doing? It's just ultimately, it's just interesting to me that like we don't hear from Harry and Meghan that much uh, these days. And it's interesting to me that like when they come up, the tabloids still go out of their way to be mean to them, (laughs) which is expected. But I had forgotten that this is how it is with them. Right. It's almost just this knee jerk thing that have that in terms of like Netflix news that this is an arm of it there's always something to do with Meghan and Harry Mm -hmm. and this is like part of the Netflix like canceling shows they've quietly dropped Pearl well not quietly like (laughs) you definitely are are screaming about it you know (laughs) right you're screaming about it and of course it's you know it's Daily Mail right we haven't talked about Charlie in a while Charlie XCX you just saw her live right yeah she was great she was great incredible we love her her crash tour now she's going straight to the Upside Down, from the Hammerstein Ballroom to the Upside Down. She's performing with Doritos and Eleven in the Upside Down. Can't wait. I mean this in, like, the kindest, most respectful way possible, but I feel like it's extremely Charlie X, Charlie XEX to perform a free concert in the Upside Down sponsored by Doritos. It better be free. <laughs> it's free. The tickets say free, free ticket. Free to me? Or f- but is it free to me or is it free to the people who live in Upside Down? <laughs> or are there people who live there and are they Upside Down? And then is Charlie going to be Upside Down or is it, like... I don't understand. I I haven't seen... Stranger Things, Stranger Things, the last season ended like five years ago. I don't remember what's going on there. I just know that every season ends with, uh, what's her name, Millie Bobby Brown screaming and then getting, losing her energy and then killing a monster. She just screams. She's so powerful. She screams. Why are we sending our favorite pop star to the upside down to be like eaten by some weird monster (laughs) thing? Like, have they got in the past two seasons? Have they gotten control of the upside down? Are they like, are they more aware of what's going on there? Like, are we how are we having a concert in a place that is so, you know, erratic? Maybe the, the thing we needed to defeat the monsters in the upside down was Charlie's like iconic and unforgettable like punch dancing you know the crunch crunch of it all is that charlie and doritos are doing this together maybe it's the doritos that are Mm -hmm. the 
anecdote. I have not watched the show. If the answer to Stranger Things, like solving the mystery or whatever the show's about, is Doritos, that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. Is there a new flavor? It's chips. Chips. The first Doritos flavor was taco. I feel like they do this shit where there's going to be gags in the show about like this product because then they do that with coke like new coke and then new coke became like the fifth character the fifth lady at the table of stranger things or something for that one season doritos music fest 86 was the greatest concert that never happened okay first of all that's the year we were born and i'm sure charlie is younger than us so she wasn't alive musicians disappeared into another dimension and the show was canceled okay (laughs) too soon for like weird covid like cancellation references here uh until now doritos and netflix stranger things present live from the upside down coming summer of 2022 go ahead claim your ticket blah 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 open the portal okay right isn't charlie younger than us how was she she wasn't around in 86 and if she was she was a baby she was she was a baby and i don't think she was around in 86 actually there weren't even a lot of good flavors of doritos back in the day the good flavors didn't start coming out until the late 80s that's your problem I mean, maybe this is around the time that the good flavors started coming out. The good ones, so to speak. Because it was always, it was originally just the plain and then the taco. And then they slowly started adding flavors. And now the Doritos that we know and love today are all about like experimenting with flavor. You know what I saw a commercial for recently that I'd never heard of? Cheez-It Puffs. Have you heard of these things? Sounds amazing. No, I've Puffy never seen Cheez-Its. that. I gotta great. get them. I haven't seen them I love in the store that. yet. This reminds me of my now defunct blog, uh, Old Doritos Bags and Movies and on TV, <laughs> which was, I think it actually still exists. It's a Tumblr. That was one of your best Old, works. Yeah. I was collecting screenshots of movies and TV that featured old Doritos bags. And there's a very specific old Doritos bag that I was obsessed with, mm-hmm. that I still am today, that popped up in lots of places. Most iconically in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, mm-hmm. but lots of places. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just such... It, it pops up so iconically because it's an extended sequence where uh, Lisa Kudrow is holding the bag so perfectly. And then Romy, but if like, you know the bag, you know her. the bag. Yes. It's like white for some reason. Mm-hmm. It has like white on it and then the Doritos logo and then it's kind of red mm-hmm. because nacho cheese was like really the yeah. only flavor that we had back then. Yeah. See, this does speak to this conversation because you're right. In 86, back in time, it's like they definitely were there were there even Doritos. And if so, there's only one flavor. Yeah, they, they were around. I don't want to go was- back to a time. When there's only one Doritos flavor. It was like ranch, nacho cheese, taco, if you could find it. And that's it. There was no, yeah. you know. I can't even think of other flavors. Cooler Ranch. There was no spicy nacho. There was no that green do, chili one. I do love this for Charlie because this is like, you know, instead of playing like Detroit Pride, she's playing like the upside down, you know? She's like, I'm selling out. Like, we're not, I'm not even, I'm skipping, I'm skipping, I'm skipping Salt Lake City Pride this year. I'm playing the upside down. Doritos are giving me a million dollars or whatever. Who's playing a niche pride this year? Someone is playing a niche pride this year that we were talking about uh, privately. Betty who? Well, probably? Betty who's always playing a niche pride. <laughs> Betty who's playing a niche pride right now. I'm not proud unless Betty Betty who was like in my vicinity. I'm just not proud at all. Speaking of, if you wanted to actually speak of Spawn, Jennifer Connelly joined Instagram. And that's funny for one reason and one reason only. <laughs> she wa- she doesn't want to be there. This is contractually obligated. She has no business being on Instagram, but she's promoting Top Gun Maverick. It's very Aniston of her. Exactly. Wasn't Aniston doing it for Morning Show? Wasn't that the timing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, she still uses it and kind of loves it, you can tell, which is cute. Well, that's going to happen to Jennifer. So maybe Jennifer Connelly will love it. I will say, uh, it's interesting that she's casually posting photos of Paul Bettany. Like, isn't he in trouble right now? Like, aren't we kind of like, like, whatever, from those the Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp text stuff? messages? That's I what I know. thought. Well, I think, here's the thing. The thing about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial... It's disgusting. It's not fun to Everyone's talk about. Everyone's just pretending like it doesn't exist. I think that's it because it's very. 
all of Hollywood is like, we're not involved. Like, don't get us involved. Like, don't bring us into this. It's very upsetting. I think we as a culture are trying to pretend like that is not happening. And it's probably helping everyone involved. They don't want to weigh in. They don't want to give comment. And they don't want to be called to the stand. So Mm -hmm. I think it's it. That's why I was like, when I saw Paul Bettany's name, I was like, first of all, forgot that he was married to Jennifer Connelly. I always forget that he's married to Jennifer Connelly. Completely forgot. Constantly. And also... I I read those text messages and I'm like, oh, I would just like kind of take a back seat to this entire thing. But I guess he's, you know, all hands on deck to promote. What is she promoting? Top Gun Maverick, which is finally coming out. Well, I think Jennifer Connelly is one of those people. She's like the classic. I won an Oscar and then kind of disappeared, <laughs> you know, but she still she has a sheen of you were talking about like patina earlier. Like she has a sheen of themness of themness and themdom. But like. What is she doing these days? I'm not sure. I think she does. I think she does stuff. I think you're. I think she might do stuff, mm-hmm. and we're just kind of like we're not paying attention. She still feels very hooey to me, and also her relationship does because I always forget that they're together. And Paul Bettany, even though he's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think he's kind of low on the totem pole. You know. Well, he's always he's always covered in some sort of makeup. Mm-hmm. He's always covered up. His Instagram. Paul Bettany has been on Instagram for a long time, and he has been a bulk, the bulk. A large chunk of his time on Instagram telling his followers that his wife is not on Instagram. Oh, here's the thing. Here's here's why you don't think Jennifer Connelly has existed in stuff for the past few years. Hmm. It's because she's on the TV show Snowpiercer. And I know for a fact you aren't watching that. I like the movie. She's on the TV show for Snowpiercer. I know. But like, think about it. Like, of course, you're the the answer to why is this person who's prestige and probably a them who we love that I haven't heard about for a long time why what are they doing are they doing nothing the answer is no they're definitely doing something it's just something that you are never not exposed to which is oh. the TV show for the movie Snowpiercer which is like on TNT or whatever I don't yeah. know what character she plays but is ugh, that's perfect like thematic in terms of iciness and cold Jennifer Connelly perfect for that you know is it just a redo of the movie it's pretending We're like the movie didn't this. exist. No, we're not going to get into this. Anyway, so if you go to Paul Bettany's Instagram, over the past many years, he spends a lot of his time on Instagram reminding his followers that all the other accounts that purport to be for his son and his wife are not actually run by those people. Fake, 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 real Jennifer Connelly, fake, don't follow it. So Paul Bettany spends his entire Instagram existence just debunking other Instagrams and Jennifer Connelly still wants to join the platform. (laughs) Well, I don't know that Jennifer Connelly wants to join the platform. I think that you'd the studio's like, like you'd Jennifer. Think her husband would be like Jennifer. I don't know if you want to join this thing. All I do is is post. Also, Paul Bettany is is post fakes. Yeah, Paul Bettany. I know we were talking about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing and like how he, you know, was involved in mm. kind of an unpleasant way. Maybe you shouldn't caption your introduction to your wife on Instagram with this. So my missus at Jennifer.Connolly has finally joined Instagram. Follow her at your peril and believe only half the things she says about me. Ugh. What? That's weird. Oh, Paul Bettany's in WandaVision. Yeah, That's he's like why the he's the he's like he's the red guy. Again, he's always in makeup or he's like slashing himself with a whip, you he's know? He's always in makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last thing if you were like, What's Paul Bettany doing? I'd be like hitting himself with a whip in like the, <laughs> the Da Vinci Code, which is like twenty years old Vinci at this code. point. I know, but to me, that's like his iconic role because he was like playing an albino guy and that was like a whole thing. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Lindsay, you know, here's the thing. Want to know the tea? Here's the tea. I never saw the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. You know what? You I did see Angels and Demons. Code. I saw the sequel, but I never saw the Da Vinci Code. That's insane that you would see Angels and Demons, but not the Da Vinci Code. Like, that's crazy. I think I was being like... That's like seeing Avatar 2 and not seeing Avatar. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It's exactly gonna like that. Who's going to do that? Who's going to do that? 
he did that, me, I did that. Kneeling on the floor, whipping myself with a whip was peculiar. Making Tom Hanks fart on my first day in a fight because I punched him in the stomach and he farted. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I thought, I was like, what do you do when you've made the lead in the movie fart? And so I sort of pretended it didn't happen and he was like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? It's the funniest thing ever. He, he's, um, he's awesome. Moving on, I want to talk about Hugh Jackman's wife, uh, I know we said Jennifer Connelly is arguably hooey, themmy, you know, whatever. Deborah Lee Furness, definitively a who. Her husband, Hugh Jackman, definitively a them. Deborah Lee Furness. Deborah Lee Furness, <laughs> though, is. <laughs> I've never seen a Deborah spelled like this, number one. That's hooey in and of itself. D E B O R R A. Deborah. Is she Australian? Yeah. Is she Australian? Mm-hmm. Too? She's Australian, yeah. This is what they do. She's this from like Sydney or call. something. Deborah. It's probably like some type of flowers. Debra. 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 It's probably some here's vicious spider. De- Debra Lee Furness is out here fighting for her life. And here's the thing. She's been doing this for years. She's been doing it and for decades. Decades. I used to be like Debra Lee Furness, LMAO, but now I'm like literally making a banner and hanging it across my house that says, leave Debra Lee Furness alone. <laughs> leave her alone. I stand leave with Debra Lee. I'm just saying you think, you, a lot of people think that there's no way that Hugh Jackman, huge jacked man, that he can't, that he is straight. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, I'm in denial that huge jacked man is straight. Whether he's queer, whether he's not, whether he's be- whether Ben is back, whether it's not. Leave Deborah out of this. It's not Deborah's job to tell you whether Ben is back or not. And, and I'm sick but of here's the shit. thing. Stop asking her. But here's Let the her thing. Live. It's not her job. And yet she does it. Constantly. 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 Okay, but she's being I feel asked for her. about no, it. No, I feel for her because that must be really demoralizing she's and humiliating. She's not holding a press release. She's not out here holding a press release or singing a so- doing a song and dance number about how her husband isn't gay. She's being asked by people. It comes up all the time. Uh, she's asked indirectly, but it's still directly, right? People try to be elegant and tiptoe around it, but they end up putting her in an uncomfortable, awkward position. And it's always like, so what do you think about the rumors regarding your husband's sexuality. That's how it's always framed. That's how it's been framed for like over 10 years, so right? So rude. And lately, it's still happening because I'll talk about it, but I won't ever ask her. She was on a podcast called Not an Overnight Success Podcast, which is, <laughs> which is very funny to what me. What does that mean? Speaking on the okay. Not an Overnight Success Podcast, Deborah Lee, Deborah Lee said, quote, I mean, hello, guys. If he was gay, he could be gay. He didn't have to hide in the closet anymore, and he'd be dating Brad Pitt or whatever. Then she continues with, a hilarious statement. Not that Brad's gay, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just having to like, like uh, walk back she's because never met a gay person. Not that Brad's gay, or not that Brad Pitt's gay, or whatever. Um. So when I saw this, I was like, "Hasn't she done this before?" And the answer is yes. She's done this constantly for as long as huge, huge jacked man has been like immensely famous. She's constantly Wait, saying, I'm it. "When you're a celebrity, you're so open slather to." People wanting to say negative things. I mean, Hugh's been gay for whatever. I mean, hello, guys. If he was gay, he could be gay. He didn't have to hide in the closet anymore. Yeah. And he'd be dating Brad Pitt or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Not the Brad's name, but you know, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. One of the first times that this really made the news was um, in 2011. And she was asked about it. And she says, here's the quote. The line I heard was, Wolverine, who would have thought... Hugh and I don't pay much heed. 
it's kind of tragic that these people have nothing better to do than gossip about what they don't know. And for the longest time, anytime you were referencing this quote, it would be Deborah Lee Furness says that rumors about her husband are, quote, tragic, 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 tragic because of that quote. Um, and it still comes yeah. up all of the time. I mean, it is funny. He's literally starring on The Music Man on Broadway right now. And she's like out here like on this podcast being like, mm-hmm. if he was gay, he could be gay. It's like he could be dating Brad Pitt. Oh, not that Brad's gay. <laughs> he could be he could be starring in The Music Man on Broadway <laughs> currently. <laughs> anyway, it's just like I feel for these people having to, despite everything, so like annoying. Yeah. remind people of their love for each other over and over and over again. And like they've been married for over 25 years. They clearly are in a very good place. And yet no one believes them. <laughs> no one believes yeah, they're them. They're desperate. It's like, guys, he's not gay. He's just Australian. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't, even... <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. I think it'd be funny though if she said that though. Mm-hmm. You know? You guys, he's not gay. He's just Australian. And so am I. Right. So Deborah Lee Furness, oh, icon, God. really does have like such mental stamina for being able to put up with this for so long. Really does have one of the hardest jobs in Hollywood, which is continually denying that her husband's gay. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? uh you said we just came and saw you. I said, "Well, this is a this is a three sixty five podcast. We're planning ahead." Everyone's everyone's doing live shows these days, so all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away, pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace, and we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time, and it's very very easy. We love Squarespace because. It's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, TN Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. Of, kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports, and in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me, they're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. I love this tweet. This tweet made me laugh so hard. Pop Crave yesterday, two days ago, tweeted, 
Halle Bailey's cat tells fans that Halle will be releasing her solo music, quote, in due time. In due time. <laughs> and I thought it was Halle one of those Bailey's fake... cat. I thought it was one of those fake pop grave accounts. But it's because Halle Bailey took a photo of her cat and captioned it from the perspective of the cat. Hey guys, Poseidon here. You have all been messaging my mommy about when she's releasing new music, and she will in due time. The creative process is a wild one, so you have to be patient. Love you. Thank you, Halle's cat, Poseidon. I just realized something. What? When Us Weekly magazine goes under, when we're up to cover Pop Crave only. And we're going to change the name of our podcast to Poop Crave. <laughs> Poop Crave. I mean, do you think Pop think Crave will still it. exist when Us Weekly goes under? Yes, they're, cock- they're cockroach. <laughs> Definitely, 100% Pop Crave will exist. Pop Crave will take over. They'll rename Us Weekly Pop Crave magazine. This is very, um, like, <laughs> took a page from the Taylor Swift school of pop stardom, Haley ba- Halle Bailey did. Like, latch people onto your very cute cat and give your cat a personality. There aren't many pop stars who give their cats personalities. So I feel like this makes me think of Olivia Benson. Have you met Kitty Purry? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Didn't Kitty Purry, like, disappear? Where's Kitty Purry? We saw Kitty Purry once. Well, I mean, she might have died. She was like a... Katy Perry had Katy Perry when she first started. Like that was that was the OG cat. Cats live a long what about time. Olivia Lindsay? Benson. That's what you I'm saying. Olivia that. Benson Not is like the number one celebrity or pop star cat. I think that Poseidon is following in Olivia's footsteps, not necessarily Katy's, Katy Perry's, because Poseidon has been around for the last year. Hallie Instagrams this cat all the time. She adopted the cat during the pandemic in May 2021, and Poseidon has been a constant presence. I think that this I is. I swear to God, not trying to be rude, but who's asking for Halle Berry to? Who's asking for Halle Bailey to release music? Isn't she going to be in the Little Mermaid? Like, I'm waiting for that. I'm not like asking her to release music. I'm saying one thing at a time. One thing at a time. But I think it's a clever strategy to use a cat as a buffer from fans who are demanding. If Sky Ferreira had a cat, we'd be living in a different timeline. If Sky Ferreira could blame every, it could release statements by releasing cat photos, things would be so much more pleasant on online. If Sky Fiera was delaying music being released with cats, she would already have gone through twelve cats. <laughs> like there would have been, we should she'd be on her fifth cat by now. You're so right. Are you kidding? You're so right. She'd be like, "Here's Doug," and we're like, "Another cat <laughs> denying that the single's coming out or whatever, <laughs> or saying that it's coming out next week." Not another cat. Enough with these cats. Sky Ferreira's flying squirrel Gunther reveals her fraught relationship with Capitol Records. It's like, what? (laughs) Okay, that's pretty good. (laughs) It's pretty good. Poor Sky Ferreira updates is just like writing out again, another cat, another cat. (laughs) And then Popgrave would say like, uh, all the cats, all the animals that Sky Ferreira has used to explain the lack of a new single. (laughs) Just like a thread of thirty, Gallery. a thread of thirty animals. Uh, never forget her horse Molly, who explained why we heard a snippet of a track with Charlie XCX, but never the full stream. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my uh, god! It writes itself. Moving on. This made me. Moving on. We're I didn't see this. No, we can't skip it. I'm oh. sorry. This quote is so funny. Why? I wanted to skip El Fanning. Who said El Fanning? There was a headline that I saw on Celebrity that said El Fanning is from the past. Quote: I really don't feel like I fit into this TikTok time. I just thought this was funny. Before I even clicked it, I think Timmy clicked it and like expanded the research. Isn't she on TikTok? I follow her. The full well, this is the whole thing. The full quote is so is so funny. Okay, so she was profiled by one of those magazines that barely exists. Like, what was the magazine she was in the front of? Like Porter. V-S-L- ne- Porter. Okay, Porter. Porter. Okay. And Porter. she goes. She says that she spoke Fashion to a psychic, Mac. right? She says she spoke to a psychic. She says that she calls psychic sometimes and she uses a different name, but she thinks it's silly and does it anyway. Anyway, so this is a quote about what the psychic said. 
The psychic said that her sisters are like what? yin and yang because, quote, Dakota is from the future and L is from the past. Quote, she was like, your sister is an alien. <laughs> She's a little further along than everyone else. I'm from the past, which makes sense. I don't really feel like I fit into this TikTok time where everything is on display. I love the feeling of mystery. Meanwhile, Wait, she's on TikTok what? famously. No, but can we go back to that, please? Hmm. About a- Dakota Fanning they- being an alien? <laughs> I just love that the idea is not... Wouldn't wouldn't your headline be like, Ellen Dakota... Like, like psychic tells... El- psychic tells Dakota Fanning she's an alien from the future like isn't that funnier isn't that better psychic so tells L that like, Dakota's an alien from the future yes right like it's so boring to be like L Fanning feels like she doesn't belong in TikTok like in our modern time and it's like first of all that's not true because she literally has a TikTok mm-hmm. and she uses it but that's but it's also so much funner to be like Dakota Dakota Fanning is an alien <laughs> says a psychic oh my god that's the headline L Fanning that's like psychic says Dakota Fanning is an alien if I were Dakota I mean, if I were Dakota I'd be so mad about this because it's like leave it to L to talk about Dakota in a magazine profile and still make her look bad <laughs> You know, I like, know. I know. L comes in and it's like, I so know. tell me, tell me about your life. And she's like, well, I just spoke to a psychic who said my sister's an alien and I'm from the past. You know, like, it's a, it's an insult, right? She's from the past. She's old Hollywood. She doesn't understand. Like, there's, there's like a glamour to the fact that L doesn't belong. Meanwhile, my sister's a freak show. Like, that's what she's saying. Truly, I know. Meanwhile, she's a liar, <laughs> much like uh, Miss Miss. I won't even Miss. Selena Gomez, who said, I don't use the internet, and then proceeded to post 25,000 TikToks in a row, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Well, never forget, Selena was trying to promote a wellness app that, like, keeps people offline. You know, it was all very calculated. Meanwhile, she's posting TikToks. I gotta say, I was, like, very upset with that. I was like, you can't make me read about how well you are being offline and then miss, catch me seeing you on TikTok doing every single lip dub that exists. It's like, I'm sorry, Selena Gomez, you don't get to sound like, you don't get to have the voice of a computer on your most iconic single of the past five years and say you're not online. Stop. What is, uh, 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 if not AI, you know? We know you had to use a computer to make that noise. Meanwhile, Elle Fanning has been posting on at user 67541893184724 oh my for God, you got it. months now. Thanks. Mm-hmm. She has 1.3 million followers and um, she loves reposting, liking. We can skip Wendy because it's clickbait, but media training. I got fooled by this too. I was clicking all the things that led to this Radar Online story. Shocker, exclusive. Wendy Williams has, quote, open invitation to make TV comeback on The View. All this meant is that The View put out an offer. As a guest. Yes. As a guest, not as a host. They said, Wendy, you can come on The View anytime you want to to talk about your struggle. And they got headlines out of it. And I was fooled. And speaking of cursed offers, Casey Anthony is wants to do a reality show with vh1 well no so oh here's no. the thing oh here's what no. it is no it's not the casey anthony wants to do a reality show with vh1 vh1 is doing a reality show called my celebrity wedding or my dream wedding and the way it works is they find kind of normal people and they hook them up with 
celebrity wedding planners and they were like, we're going to give That's you, nice. a normal person, a fancy celebrity wedding. And so what a cool story. We love that story. Weddings are back. You know, we're getting married again. We're having big gatherings. Let's not make it. Why not make it feel like a big occasion? The problem with this episode <laughs> of my celebrity wedding, my dream wedding, was that the bride and groom were friends with Casey Anthony, which <laughs> which meant Casey Anthony showed up to the wedding. And VH1 <laughs> no. said, and VH1 no. said, we have to cut her out of this episode. And Wait, now why? that's the whole issue because it's like we don't want that's Casey so Anthony mean. in this episode. And apparently, why? this is really funny. VH1 found out that the bride Chanel was friends with Casey, and VH1 was like, "Can you please not invite your friend Casey and Anthony to your wedding that we're going to film for VH1?" And the bride said, "Quote, fuck off, that's not happening." <laughs> so they tried to shoot around her. But it's unclear whether or not they're going to completely cut her out or just blur her face. I feel like if they blur her face, that's just going to give it more attention. Wait, but why won't they? They just don't want to get involved because they, Casey they probably just like didn't. They probably just didn't get any good footage of her. Like, set. do you think that they didn't realize she was there? She was there because there are sources that say she was like on the dance floor going hard. She was at the <laughs> wedding. She signed the release and everything. She signed the TV release. I'm just saying, wouldn't that add to the? To the like mm-hmm. ex- excitement of the episode. Otherwise, it's just like some whatever couple gets a nicer wedding, a slightly nicer wedding. But then, like, look at look look how this is going to be overshadowed. So this story, what is this from? Um, Radar Online. It says the episode featuring Chanel and her hunky groom Novi and O'Connor is set to be historic for the LGBT community because it's the first time a black transgender woman ties the knot on national television. Okay, that's what the source told them. It's like. Despite that historic event, the only thing people will talk about is Casey Anthony went to a wedding on VH1. <laughs> you know, that's, that's it. true. VH1 actually didn't want Casey to appear on the show, and they asked Chanel to not invite her, but she, <laughs> Chanel told them, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chanel rules, though. I mean, Chanel rules, but she has like dubious taste in friends. <laughs> um, I thought you were. I thought you were convinced of Casey Anthony's innocence. What? Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of somebody else. I'm sorry, what? <gasps> no, I was thinking. <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh my God, Wait, what if I that was my bit? Casey... Casey Anthony didn't do it. What if I was like loud and proud no. like <laughs> Casey Wait, Truther? I thought I thought you were talking about what's her face? Poop in the toilet. Amanda Knox? No, I'm talking about Casey I mixed Anthony. Them up. Who I'm probably, so sorry I mixed them up. Allegedly, even though I think she was acquitted, probably is thought to have killed her child. Okay. That's very oh depressing. My God. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I totally changed my And Amanda Knox being at your wedding is no big deal. Casey Anthony <laughs> being at your wedding? Oh my God. We're gonna have a problem here. Yeah, that's a problem. We gotta grant we gotta cancel this wedding. VH one is like red alert. They barely have programming. They're not gonna ruin their maybe one show that anybody watches because of this. Oh my god. Confusing Casey Anthony and Amanda Knox I'm is I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So... I have a name I didn't like You have no, murder blindness. I just was like brunette girl. <laughs> oh my god. I love how like the tenor of the conversation changed. When you thought it was Amanda Knox, you were like, Yes, Chanel Slay. And then you found out that Chanel's <laughs> friends with Casey Anthony oh. and not Amanda Knox, and you're like, Oh no. Oh wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> but anyway, so you were right though. Casey Anthony is going to be on a TV documentary according to a friend. According to a friend who spoke with people exclusively, Casey Anthony is going to do a tell-all and, like, tell people the truth? I don't know. Here's what I think. Hmm. No. Don't do that. No. 
why don't do that well it's like the source tells people she lives a quiet life in south florida she's avoiding the spotlight it's like why do you want to return to this why do you want attention again Mm, don't just just really disgusting um I was trying to find out who Chanel and Novian were, but it's the whole point of the show is that they're normal people. They're not who's, they're not celebrities. So they're no one. They're just normal. Well, I hope they get their dream wedding and I hope Casey Anthony is blurred on the dance floor going off. It'd be really funny if they had a shot of some lady like just going off on the dance floor and it's like no one cares. But then I'll, but then it's, God. we know because of this press that it's Casey Anthony. I think that they should blur. It's been a while since VH1 has like in been in peak blur era, you know, like, Brett Michaels, Rock of Love, like Flavor of Love era, like the blur, the resident blurrer, the chief blurrer, the chief blur officer at VH1 needs some work. And I feel like this would be a fun project for them. I know. I feel like they had just a person who was doing all this blurring and then they didn't need them anymore, but they got to bring them back in. Just like sitting in their cubicle. I wonder if I knew them. Um, Like searching for boobs and vaginas and Casey Anthony. (laughs) Well, blurring is expensive. It is expensive to do that. It's just like time consuming. Yeah. For the blur, for the chief blur officer. Yeah, totally. Blur officer. (laughs) CBO. Over the past week, four iconic events happened and a lot of who's attended. Who's and them's, but mostly who's. And the four events were... Jessica Alba's 41st birthday, mm-hmm. Derek Blasberg's 40th birthday, Andre Leon Talley's funeral, oh. and Laura Brown's wedding. Laura Brown is an editor uh, formerly of InStyle, I think currently of InStyle maybe, and she is kind of a legend in magazine world, friends with lots of girlies. I feel like- A lot of you famous see, people are friends with her. Well, when you see like, I feel like she did a really uh, quote unquote iconic uh, Jennifer Aniston Q&A, and it's like, cause they're mm-hmm. friends. She's really, uh, her and Derek Blasberg are actually quite similar. They're both like, mm-hmm. we're journalists. Yeah. So these were four events that a lot of celebrities attended. And I'm going to give you, in this game, I'm going to give you the name of the person and you're going to have to tell me what event they attended. Okay. It's pretty simple. Okay. okay and your options it. are, do you need me to read them again or do you know them? Jessica Alba's 41st birthday, Derek Blasberg's 40th birthday, Laura Brown's wedding or Andre Leon Talley's funeral. It was a memorial service, right? Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it's a memorial service. Okay. But, but I, I mean, I think he well would be pleased. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think he would be pleased that so many legends no, showed he, up. So I'm, I'm including it here because it, it was a literally, a, it was a who's who. So first on the list, we have Cassie. Oh, Cassie. Okay, Cassie was at Derek Blasberg's 40th birthday. Incorrect. She was at Jessica Alba's 41st okay. birthday. I knew Next it was one on of the, the birthdays. List. Okay. These okay. are supposed to be easy, but you're starting <laughs> out bad. Diane von Furstenberg. Andre Leon Talley's funeral. That is correct. Anne Hathaway. Fuck. He's, I'm going to say Derek Blasberg's 40th birthday. That's correct. All Justin right, yeah. Long. Justin Long. Jessica Alba's 41st birthday. That's incorrect. He was at Laura Brown's wedding. Remember? No. His date was, his date was Kate Bosworth. We talked about this. Oh, fuck. Of course. She's a fashion girly. Oh, God. Okay. And they were okay. smooching in Hawaii. Miranda Kerr. This is... I know you think this is easy. This is hard. Um, Miranda Kerr was at Jessica Alba's 41st birthday. Incorrect. She was at Laura Brown's wedding. (sighs) Okay. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson was at Derek Blasberg's 40th birthday. That is correct. And now here's (laughs) Naomi Campbell. Uh, Naomi Campbell was definitely at Andre Leon Talley's funeral because they were so, so, so close. Okay. You're half correct. She was also at Derek Blasberg's 40th birthday. Are you kidding me? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Next is okay. Shay Mitchell. Shay Mitchell was at 
Jessica Alba's 41st birthday. That's correct. Got it. Kimora okay, Lee Simmons. Kimora Lee Simmons was at Andre Leontelli's funeral. That is correct. Okay. Here's one. Jessica Alba. Oh, she was at her own 41st. Wait, was she at someone else's? Oh, my God. Is this a trick? She was at Jessica Alba's 41st birthday, but she was also at Laura Brown's wedding. That's correct. Okay. And finally, <laughs> the one and only Derek Blasberg. Uh, can I say all four? If you want to guess all four, you can. I suspect that he was at Andre Leontelli's funeral. That is correct. And, and his birthday. And yes, his own birthday. That is correct. Yeah. He attended both his own birthday and Andre Leontelli's funeral service. Okay, that is correct. You did pretty well in that game. So Andre Leontelli's funeral was just like very publicized. I did see that Anna Wintour, Anna Wintour was there because it was like, will she go? Will she go? Won't she go? She was there. Better that probably gone. had the most who's. I would say just Laura Brown's wedding probably had the second most. I mean, sorry, that had the most thems. Laura Brown's probably had the second most thems. If you had to pick, I know that like no one wants to go to like it. We wouldn't be invited to a wedding and a funeral is like a sad thing to have to attend. But if you had to choose between Derek Blasberg's 40th birthday or Jessica Alba's 41st birthday, which would you prefer to go to? Just from like, I mean, you know, honestly, I feel like there'd be more people for me to talk to at Derek Blasberg's 40th birthday. That's what I thought, too. It's sort of counterintuitive, isn't it? Alba's birthday had a lot more thems there, like a lot more like cool people, like themy people. But I think the who's were all at Derek Blasberg's, if at all. I mean, the 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 people who got top line billing were mostly thems too. Like mm-hmm. they led with them. But you know, there were a lot of who's there. You would get so much good goss. Yeah. This guy knows everyone. I think I would. It would be easier to talk to people. It would be easier to make friends at Derek Blasberg's 40th birthday. There's really nothing more SEO friendly than an article that's like, "Who is Derek Blasberg?" Because I feel like we'll be <laughs> asking this question until the end of time. You know. Well, the thing, one of the things that makes it so SEO friendly is because he's friends with so many famous people. So a story about Derek Blasberg's friends, a story about who Derek Blasberg is, is inherently populated with names of people who are more famous than Derek Blasberg. So it's good for him. But also he keeps changing jobs in a way that it's like every time he gets a new position, a new position or whatever and throws a party or has a party or does a thing or goes to an event, <laughs> it's relevant to then look up like, who is this guy? You know, speaking of Laura Brown's wedding, the thing about Laura Brown's wedding that always takes me out or the thing I see sometimes that always takes me out is the reminder that Naomi Watts and Billy Crudup have been together for a while now. I You're always not forget the that they're one. together. That and then there's the like a photo of them looking so hot at some wedding in Hawaii. And I was like, oh, Katie right. Kirk they're together. Katie Kirk was there too. Katie mm-hmm. Kirk was there also. And I love this because Laura Brown is this high power editorial. You know, we don't have a lot of like magazine stars anymore. And she's one of right. them. Right. She was the uh, the in, the editor in chief of InStyle until February. That uh, then they stopped publishing, which is not her fault, but still kind of yikes. And she was also the executive editor of Harper's Bazaar for a while at W Magazine, blah blah. Mm-hmm. But she's mostly just fame, friends with famous people via those, but also via her own means. Her husband wrote her now husband wrote an article or like an essay in Refinery Twenty Nine about how she's way more successful than him and sixteen years older. And I'm like, yes, Queen, <laughs> love that. Who's the other? Who is the other, like, you're right, there aren't many, like, fashion editor-in-chief. It's, it's like, very vintage to be a high-powered fashion magazine editor-in-chief. But there are still a few that remain. It's, like, Anna Wintour, Laura Brown, <laughs> Edward Edward Enfull, who we talked about a few months ago because of his wedding. And, like, right. is Nina Garcia even the EIC of, like, Elle or Marie Claire well, anymore? Well, she's also or is she more, just... 
Right, she's more famous from Top from Project, Project Runway. Runway. But I guess that that so they said her name so many times and her title so many times that it like editor in chief of L still. Yeah, so it's like there those are plenty four. of important magazine people, but I think they're still within kind of media circles that mm-hmm. they're they'd be important. Like breaking out of that into like celebrity world is difficult. The problem is that these people couldn't exist. The problem is that there's not that many magazines anymore that would that would actually give you as as much power as I think these people would want mm-hmm. at this point. Let's move on to relationships. Not many relationships to talk about this week, but one extremely high profile and iconic one. Katie Holmes has a new boyfriend. I love Thank when God. Katie Holmes has a new boyfriend. Thank God. I want nothing more than for Katie Is Holmes anyone to have happier a new than Katie Holmes when she gets a new boyfriend? I'm oh, so, she's me. beaming. No, she's I am. Literally, I am. Like, I come to me. I'm the happiest one. When I'm happier than Katie Holmes when Katie Holmes has a new boyfriend. There are about Katie a million Holmes, photos. paparazzi shots <laughs> looking so good on a beautiful day in New York. April 28th. I know for a fact that was a beautiful day. I just, I'm so happy for her. Seriously. <laughs> In her overalls, some sort of like cute cardigan, a McNally Jackson tote, so stylish. Her boyfriend's so cute, don't even care or know who he is. I mean, we'll tell you who he is, but like these photos are just so adorable. They're people exclusives. I don't know how people like got the exclusive. Like usually they're just, maybe they just spent more money on them. People, do you want an exclusive? (laughs) I'm in such a good place right now. (laughs) I mean, maybe, but also maybe they just paid extra or something to Mm -hmm. get them exclusively from definitely photographers people got the exclusive photos of them taking the stroll what i love is that the daily mail couldn't get those photos obviously because they were exclusive so they piggybacked on that by just getting photos of her after leaving bobby wooten alone Incredible. walking down they the literally street. said we're not going to get the real photos we're going to get these other photos and we're going to refer to the other photos that you and we're going to refer like, to them have to go see yourself yes definitely. because the headline is after pda packed stroll through central park it's like we can't Stop. show you the pda but Stop. we can show you the photos after and she's looking Blissful. Also, it might not even be after. It might just be a few days later. They're not telling you when. They're not giving That's you a true. specific time timestamp. They're just saying like later on. Also, these this article came out on the thirtieth, and the the uh, the uh, the photos were taken on the twenty eighth. Katie Holmes is the picture of bliss as she steps out after PDA pack stroll through Central Park with her new man, Bobby Wooten the third. How do you feel about Katie Holmes dating a guy named Bobby? I love that. Bobbies are rare. Bobby's Bobby rare. and I love Katie it. is so. I love cute. another adult Bobby because like coming to terms with with my name Bobby took a long time because I felt it it, it uh, like uh, was so juvenile. You? Yeah. It infantilized me. Thank you, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. It infantilized me, and then as I grew up, I was like, no, Bobby's a good name. So I love when there's another adult Bobby who is like also just like hot and very successful. To me, it's Bobby Hill from King of the Hill. So that was a little demoralizing. <laughs> Despite how good of a character he is. I mean, just I'm begging you to tell me he's a New York guy. I'm begging he you is to a New tell York me he's some sort of iconic New York guy. He's an iconic New York guy. last guy she but... dated owned a restaurant, an Italian restaurant in, in the East Village. Like, could, could you get any more? This guy's an iconic musician and he's on Broadway. Oh so she went from downtown God. to uptown. Uh... She went from downtown to uptown. From downtown to midtown, I guess, more appropriately. I love this. I was like, who is this Bobby Wooten guy? He seems like vaguely familiar. So I click on the thing and I'm like, who is this guy? The people source defines him very quickly. Quote, this is a source talking to people. He's an amazing guy, very kind, super talented, and just an all-around cool guy. He's a highly accomplished bassist and musician and is as chill and brilliant as funny as they come. And it's like, I didn't ask, but that's great. Thank you so much. Wait, stop. Wait, 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 wait. He's in Carly Rae Jepsen's band. Lindsay, I was going to get to that. Yes. He's in Carly Rae Jepsen's band? Well, I don't know permanent band, but a touring band. Because I realized I saw him a few months ago Stop. because he's in American Utopia on Broadway. He's one of the like 12 people who's with David Byrne on Broadway. You saw him on Broadway? Yes, I've seen him on Broadway. Um, oh he, God. Which is the, you can watch that on HBO Max too. So it's just like, it's there. Oh my God. He's a musician, and most recently, after American Utopia closed, he performed with Carly Rae Jepsen at Coachella because he's a fucking bassist. 
Yeah. So behind Carla Rae Jepsen singing her new smash hit adult contemporary jam that that Delilah will love in 20 years. What was it? (laughs) Written on the wind? Here comes the wind? wind. No, it's called like written avatar, the water of choice. What is it called? Western wind. Western wind. (laughs) What's the avatar? Wade in the water. The way of the water. No, the way of the water. The way of water. The way of the water. Carly Rae Jepsen's new single, The Way of Water. (laughs) Wow, the elements are coming. 2022 is the year of the elements. So we have wind fighting water. So he played with her at Coachella because, again, he's a well-known bassist. And now he's dating Katie Holmes. Stop. He's also an adjunct professor at NYU's Tisch School Tish. of the Arts. Love that. Adjuncts were my favorite professors when I was at NYU. He's an advocate for teaching inclusive history. Incredible. And, and he's, he's from, from Chicago. Chicago. Oh, she's from Ohio. Katie Holmes? Yeah. A couple of Midwestern gals meeting, getting coffee together, going to, going to McNally Jackson. I get with him playing the Carly Rae Jepsen show and then like take strolling through the Central Park with Katie Holmes. This guy, <laughs> he's on fire. <laughs> It's just like, and again, I'm so gullible and just straight up stupid, but like I'm gullible and stupid. So just like with Emilio Vitolo Jr., I'm looking at these photos of Katie Holmes and I'm like, oh, she looks so happy. They're going to get married. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and they're going to get married. Suri's daddy. This is Suri's stepdaddy. Bobby. Stop it. Madonna broke up with her hooey boyfriend, Alamalik Williams, who was like, were they actually dating? They did it for three years, according to someone. He was a dancer, Timmy says, right? Timmy says, kind of them It's like, yeah, it's Madonna. But, you know, this guy, no one knew for three years, essentially. For th- Well, two of those three years were during a pandemic, so they weren't really going out and about, even though Madonna was doing a lot of posting during her pandemic era. <laughs> she was in her posting era. It's very Mariah Carey and her boyfriend, the iconic What's-His-Face. Brian Tanaka, right? Yeah, very, That's very was, Tanaka. Right? But they're still going strong, is what I'm saying. So Madonna yeah. is no longer with... Her, her boyfriend, her toy boy, as the Daily Mail called him many, many, many times, because she's like busy doing stuff. Well, she's always busy doing stuff, but I think mostly it's her. She's working on her biopic. So Neo remarried his wife. Finally. I remember when they last, split. They split. Then they got back together. Last time we talked about them, they were like, we split right at the beginning of the pandemic or right before the pandemic. During the pandemic, we still had to live together. We reconciled because we were together all the time. Now we love each other again. And so they remarried. I think they were still legally married. This was just a formality. This was like a celebration. This was an event. They didn't need to do the papers again. They They had a wedding. They wanted to basically renew their vows. They had a wedding. Essentially. Yes. They They had had a a real wedding. wedding. They had a wedding on the rooftop of Resorts World in Las Vegas. I love that. Their guests included uh, Nene Leakes and Tammy Rivera, which is exciting Mm -hmm. for everyone involved. All right. And they danced to Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran, which is, you know what? And of course, Miss Independent, even though that's not quite the song that I would dance to at a wedding because it's kind of about not being with a man, I think. I always mix up Neo's Miss Independent with Kelly Clarkson's Miss Independent, but... Neo's Miss Independent, they're very different songs. Yeah, but they have the same name. Mm-hmm. You know, he, it's it's about having your own thing, but also having a, state, a steady relationship. You know, like being in your relationship, but also like doing your own thing. She got her own thing, that's why I love her. Miss Independent, won't you come and spend a little time? She got her own thing. Because she worked like a boss, play like a boss. She got a car and a crib. She about to pay and toss them both off. And her bills are paid on time. She's made for a boss. Only a boss. So, like, you're right. It's like, you know, you're not He's attracted to an independent woman. Okay. Kelly's Miss Independent, correct me if I'm wrong, is about breaking well, up and being really thrilled about it. Over. Yeah, there it one. is. There it is. This okay. one, that one is, like, very much, like, 
fuck you, goodbye. So I take back what I said about not, them not playing, them playing Neo's Miss Independent at Neo's own wedding. Mm-hmm. It's It very is emblematic of what he loves about his relationship. Luke Evans has a new boyfriend. Who is Luke Evans? <sighs> he's Gaston. He's the he's the hunk oh. who's always like he's the huge jacked man who oh, is oh, in oh, fact oh, gay. Oh. Wait, isn't doesn't okay? This is crazy. He's to me. constantly crazy dating a new guy who looks. Doesn't the same. Chris Evans have a brother who's also famousy ish, and his name is Luke Evans, or is his name something else? Evans. Chris Evans' gay brother is Scott Evans. Okay, I swear to God, I thought Luke Evans was. <laughs> But I know that like Luke Evans is like a real actor and Scott Evans is oh, like. Oh, all gay Evans are the same to you, Lindsay? I, but that's the thing is like. Evans I, is? Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> I think so. Like, I think that's what happened. I love that Luke Evans has a type and that type is extremely built, hunky graphic oh my designer. God. His, this guy is such a hunk. I mean, to the point where even the Daily Mail in their caption of a photo of him just wrote hunk colon. And it's like, yeah, that's all there is to say. Luke Evans just really loves testosterone. That's the thing. Look at his traps. Like, he's crazy. The amount of chickens that this couple must go through on a daily basis. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Quote, they have been going from strength to strength, my favorite Britishism. Luke Evans, quote, finds love with hunky graphic designer Fran Fran Tomas following split from art director Rafael Alara. So he loves a creative type. He loves a guy who knows how to use Photoshop or whatever. (laughs) Right? A guy who is, a guy who knows how to use Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so true that's so true that's so Luke true Evans is like he's got to be hot he's got to be fit he's got to know how to use photoshop mm-hmm. professionally he's like honey will you draw me up a funny meme <laughs> also like gaston is not gonna date just like some random guy you know gaston he's gonna is date... not gonna date lefou yes yeah well i mean Shippers, shippers. Disney want will that. not let it happen, Lindsay. <laughs> Disney will not let it happen. <laughs> I love that as soon as the like the Rita Ora starring greenlit then ungreenlit spinoff of like Gaston's story got like in the trash, Luke Evans was like, "Well, I'm still in Europe, and I will be here until I hear otherwise." Gaston found his Gaston. <laughs> hand me, hand me another chicken. Oh my God, you're right. It's like a Gaston Gaston couple. Hmm. Two Gastons. Lizzo has been doing something very cleverly. I think she's so... Well, Lizzo was just very good at like dealing with press and like manipulating the press and getting attention in very smart Definitely. and clever ways. Lizzo them though, right? Lizzo's a them. Yes. Oh, sure. Lizzo them. No, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. But she has a new boyfriend and Who? what's a little funny, his name is... No one is willing to confirm it or they have not been able to confirm it. And I think maybe part of this is that Lizzo herself refuses to confirm it because she knows it's more intriguing if it's just kind of an open secret that it's a guy named he has a name his name is mike wright m-y-k-e wright w-r-i-g-h-t mike wright but because she's not confirming it then it's like just boyfriend mystery man but they went to craig's together last time they went to craig's together i believe they were both in masks so it was a little harder to see them but now we have a full-on face shot of this guy and it i mean when you compare it to the comedian mike wright it looks like him also other people are confirming that it is mike wright they've been friends for like six years i went to his instagram we have one follower in common uh oh. mike wright and who weekly it's amanda seals comedian okay. Mm-hmm. okay but his instagram doesn't have much on it and it seems like he's not leaning into the comedian part. Most of it is industrial design. I, I saw that. He's like inventing he's like, stuff. He's inventing stuff. He's like designing products. It's really and designing interesting. Things. 
like it's 3D like, work. I made these glasses that like do this, like support me or something. I think that he's part of these communities where you essentially like engineer and create like designs for new things and then you kind of share them or whatever but for like that's for, more like, interesting than comedian andy cohen asked was it andy cohen yeah last time she was on asked his radio about, like, show the relationship his radio show he does a million things radio yeah, andy how? monday where are you living full-time now la i'm living full-time in la you were photographed in la in february at craig's with a mystery man are you guys still together <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Good. whatever. Whatever, yeah. Is that hard? What? Is it hard to be super fa- to be you and dating a guy? No, you're not going to date a- unless you date Harry Styles. And if you did, I would love to hear more about that. But unless you date someone, you know, there's going to be a disparity. You're Lizzo, huge superstar, and this person is whoever that person is. Is that hard being the that that um, in a relationship if you have the right person no that's right this is very intentional to me you know to to milk the headlines right because it's more Drag it out. intriguing if you don't confirm but you go out and about unmasked and show him off I mean she's more she's busier though like on TikTok making sure her new song goes viral which it her new song is. is so good shout out to her for that one it's going fully like dance viral on TikTok anyway She's she's playing the game correctly. Let's do Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Speaking of playing the game correctly, Rita Ora flaunts her incredible physique in a glittery gold bikini as she laps up the sun in her Hawaii getaway. She's still in fucking Hawaii. Can she, like, stop doing this to me? Well, as the headlines say, it's coming to an end. Blotto right now, Rita Ora necks a pint of lager while waiting for her flight as sultry singer Sunshine Break in Hawaii comes Wait, to an end. Wait, they got her at the airport waiting for her no, flight? No, Lindsay, they didn't get her at the airport. They just reposted a selfie she took of oh. herself in the airport drinking beer. Oh, I saw those on Instagram. Strike a pose. Rita pouted as she, as she whiled away the hours while waiting for her flight on Thursday. Oh my God. Mm. Only Rita can get press for waiting for the fucking flight to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Spotted. Yeah. Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger of the Buffalo Wild Wings in Terminal 4 eating chicken strips and french fries <laughs> waiting for their flight to whatever. It is nice that she is she's getting press for being in Hawaii alongside um, a mass singer Australia so she's getting this funny mm-hmm. like as as like mass singer Australia she does this she's also doing this. Like, I like this headline. A shirtless fire twirler leaves Rita Ora hot and bothered on the Voice Australia. I love you. Is it too soon? This is a great head. Like Barbara Corcoran always gets this treatment where it's like you flirt with someone on the show that you host and the the press loves it. Like be horny. Be horny on Maine and the press loves it. Anyway, we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes, uh, an occasional newsletter, Discord server, commentaries, and more. Uh, what else? Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings, and we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Hey. 
want to be famous? 